on today? Welcome back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo. Today I'll be solo hosting for Married to Medicine and Potomac. So you could go back and check the show notes. I will have the timestamp for when Potomac is going to start because we will be starting with Married to Medicine. Susan was supposed to join me today, but she has a lot of packing and stuff to do. So after I saw it was kind of also a filler episode and not much happened in both Married to Medicine and Potomac, I was like, you know what? Not that many notes for today's episode, so I might as well just do this on my own, and we'll have Su- Susan brought back. Uh, I'm assuming they won't have a new episode till after New Year's, so yeah, up until then. But after that, the rest will be with her, and I am getting Susan to watch Southern Charm, so once she's caught up on there, she's going to start recapping that with me as well. But all right, let's get into it, guys. So we're on Married to Medicine, Season 10, Episode 7. The Grapes of Wrath. And so we start off where we left off last episode, which is at the dinner. And Heavenly is basically giving Quad a mouthful and telling her how Phaedra told Heavenly that she wasn't inviting Quad anymore. And suddenly, Quad starts to hit up Heavenly again. So to Heavenly, she thought, or she, to her, she viewed this as uh, Quad is using me. The second she's not friends with certain people that she maybe finds above her or will make her look better in social situations then she goes back and resorts to her old friends when those people don't pay attention to her so I understand where Heavenly's coming from here but then Quad she's looking all confused because to her knowledge her and Phaedra have not had any issues especially since Phaedra hasn't communicated any of this to her so I think that's just extremely weird but Heavenly tells Quad that she's a user and she uses her friendship and Quad tells Heavenly how can we be sisters when you talk so much crap about me so Heavenly and Quad go at it at this point I mean they just can't stop going back and forth or it's just a bunch of semantics I feel and I don't know I just a bunch of baloney that they're really saying there wasn't much context to it but Toya ends up jumping in and she says that Quad is saying what Quad is saying has not been resonating with any of the ladies. So she's speaking for everyone. And then Jackie also jumps in and she says that they all want to evolve their friendship and accountability is necessary when it comes to their actions. Basically showing Quad, hey, you are not admitting your faults. You are not apologizing for what you do to us. All you do is sit here and say, I'm the victim. I'm the one that was bullied. I'm the one that was whatever. Well, maybe Quad, you should also realize the things that you say to people is not something that keeps a friendship like if any regular friend group around with no cameras and a friend said that to them I feel like everyone would cut them off like the things that Quad says to people that does not fly normal friendships so I don't blame them I really like that they're actually standing their ground in this I would have thought that once Quad came they would have I guess just ignored it or said come on guys I feel bad I don't want to do this to her so I kind of like this but Quad tells the ladies, I'm not here to force you to do anything. I can only come here to state my heart. Like, what? No, Quad, you're supposed to be here to apologize, take accountability, and just own what you've done. Own it. Just like what Lisa Rinna says, own it. You got to own it, ma'am. Patoya tells Quad that they need her words to be backed up by her actions. And she needs to stop bringing the other ladies' families into this. Like when she brought up about Toya, Toya's family robbing people or robbing the neighbors, the cheating scandal, just all those things that I feel like are unnecessary and it breaks homes when it's not really your place to say that stuff. I mean, granted, we are on a t- you guys are on a TV show, so I mean, kind of have to at some point, but Quad just overdid it, in my opinion. 
I mean, if she at least apologized and showed some sort of remorse, it would have been a different story. She's not doing any of that. So, but the ladies, they're just not buying anything from Quad at this point. And so Simone goes and she tells her, when are you effing with us? When are you not effing with us, Quad? And Quad only shows up for events, not to spend quality time with the ladies of the group. Like Simone straight up says, if it, it comes off opportunistic, we see longevity, not to just, not just like around these events where you can get sponsorships and you can be on camera and you could get these opportunities no they hang out because they want to hang out and quad kind of never hangs out with any of the ladies one-on-one so they show a bunch of flashbacks of quads fun moments with the ladies and quad explains that that's what she wants but the hate is real from the other ladies i just feel like it's a miscommunication not even that it's their dynamics it doesn't work with quad anymore it's it's just not gonna work and so Toya tells Quad she's not there to forgive her yet and wants people around her who support her and love her. So then we see all the ladies, they go back to the hotel room after this dinner and they leave Quad. Quad goes to her room and they all meet up, I'm assuming, at to- in Toya's room. And so they talk about the Quad situation and Phaedra just says that she feels like it didn't go anywhere with her and there's no resolution happening at this point. None of the ladies feel like Quad supports them. So Jackie explains, Quad makes them feel like the cousin that no one wants to show or take around. And I would hate to feel that too. If I felt like a friend was so embarrassed to even let people know she hangs out with me, I'd be like, bye. Goodbye. Don't need that around me. And Phaedra says that she doesn't want to, oh my God, she doesn't want to be the person who brings the mess to a party. But Heavenly straight up points out that this is all Phaedra's doing. And like... She's the one who's been inviting Quad to things that she wasn't invited to, like the bridal shower. She's the one who's making Quad start these arguments. So I don't know why Phaedra's playing dumb right now. But Toya says that she will call Quad, and so she ends up doing it, and Quad comes over. And then Simone tells her, I'm glad that they let Simone do the talking because there's just no easy way around this, guys. But Simone tells her that they've decided that none of them have emotional connection with her and it's just not going to work. Basically kicking you off the show. Goodbye, Quad. And they ask Quad to leave the trip. That is something I did not expect. I would have at least maybe they'd have her just stay there and relax. And Quad just responds with that, you know, she wasn't expecting this and she hates that this is where they are. And she's hoping she'd have an opportunity to show them differently. And Quad just asks how can they come back from this because she thought the resurrection was her way of restarting things with everyone. What? Do you not remember what happened? Quad, that resurrection party was so bad. It was so bad. Nobody was even getting along. So who are you playing dumb with? And Simone just tells Quad that the resurrection party was a big failure. And Quad goes back and repeats how she's also been hurt. But this is like this is literally the issues that she keeps going back and reiterating how she feels. She's not taking into consideration how any of these other ladies feel. And so, yeah, that was basically the end of Quad right there. But even though the next morning they do show Quad eating her breakfast in bed, getting ready to pack her stuff and goodbye. And Quad's sitting there. She's, she cries in the confessional a bit. And I did feel a little bad for her. Quad, maybe find yourself a doctor. Then you'll be back on the show. Or be close friends with one of the ladies. Make it genuine. Go out with them outside the show. Don't just do things for clout and to get more famous. This is what caused your demise, okay? If you don't want this to happen, maybe build relationships with your coworkers. I don't know. Just a thought. But we see Sweet Tea. She calls G. She explains uh, the quad situation and how she's out of the group. And he just doesn't want her to get involved in any of this. He wants her to close her ears and not not 
be in it. He doesn't want any problems for Sweet Tea. Jackie, uh, Dr. Jackie is ready to talk to the vice president, Kamala Harris. I hope I said that right. And she explains it's hard to get support for uh, like being a black OBGYN. And just doctors, any black woman who wants to get in the healthcare and medical field, they want to also show that these they care about you, they care for your health. And I don't know, I feel like we need more, you know, black doctors, politicians, physicians, because they do see a different side that we don't. And they will help people in the healthcare system that maybe other people are taken advantage of. And I just I really hope, you know, it does make a difference, whatever Jackie and Miss president vice president kamala harris but you know i really i really liked seeing this for jackie she seems so excited for it and she really deserves it and i mean jackie's so focused on just doing better and wanting to grow and i think this is her chance i really hope it works out but um they then they talk about changing and you know how they want to care for people they want to care for women and they just want to call all people to come and take care of our ladies so yeah, I really liked it. It was uh, it was like an empowerment type of talk between those two. So um, Toya basically explains to everyone that they're going to go to KJ, which is where they're going to have brunch on a patio, pairing the foods with the wines, while Toya is going to join them, but she's also going to separate from them for a bit to work on her business uh, adventures and just endeavors. Adventures? Are you fucking kidding me? To work on her business endeavor and have this meeting. So... Jackie arrives now. So once the ladies have already arrived to the vineyard, Jackie comes a little later on, but perfect timing for when the food comes. And Heavenly tells Jackie that she would have gone to the White House with her. And then the ladies just get silent and stare at Heavenly. And Simone says that Heavenly will always act a fool. So basically they're saying she should not be allowed in the White House because she's going to make us look bad. But I could see Simone in the White House. Definitely. But the food comes and they're eating that. They're eating the food. And the chef man or whoever's bringing out the food specifically tells them the meat is paired with a certain specific wine so they give everyone i'm assuming it's like a red wine or something and toya's really excited for this moment because to toya she needs to she wants to experience it so she knows when she creates her wines what can pair with what you know i don't understand these things but and then simone before the the guy who brings their them their food leaves she just starts saying how she wants i don't know if it was white wine or rosé with it instead like she was not going to follow the order of what the whole experience of this was and it kind of feels a little awkward for the man who brings the food and toya just seems a little embarrassed and then we see heavenly apologize to sweet tea again actually for the comments that she'd made about her marriage uh i think she realized that sweet tea was not really forgiving her so she was like okay i need to up it up and i need to really show her that i'm sorry before people go against me but toy says that she'll be bringing phaedra with her to her business meeting also considering that phaedra's a lawyer so she thinks she could help her out which i was like how the hell is phaedra gonna help you but then when i saw them actually talking to the people i was like oh phaedra's spitting facts she's spitting ideas okay and so they go and they talk to them. And Toy talks about how in Atlanta, because they're all, you know, African black people, they're big on representing and supporting their people's businesses. And that is true. When you come from a niche group of people or just different than what the norm, what everyone else is around, you know that your people are going to be the first ones to support you. Me as a Middle Eastern, I know if I were to start anything, like my Middle Eastern people would be the first ones. They'd support me. They'd buy my products. They'd help me out. They'd tell people about it before anyone else like you feel this tie to one another so that i i love how you know i just i really loved toya this season guys okay i really started out not liking her and something 
just hit with me and it clicked and I don't know what it is but I really hope this works out for Toya because I feel like she has been undermined for a while since she's the only one who's not really a doctor but at the same time she doesn't really do anything either she hasn't started any businesses or whatever since married to medicine and I don't blame her I mean she doesn't have to okay she's on the show because she enjoys it and she knows what she's gonna bring to the table but now I really hope this works out for Toya but um so the ladies back at lunch there uh, oh before we get into that I was gonna say something about Phaedra yeah so Phaedra's actually doing a great job she's helping Toya with the business and it's seeming very compelling the way that Phaedra is saying these things so she gave out the idea of what tasting and toasting with Toya doing a talk and taste and I think this is such a great idea guys like I don't know I don't know about you but I thought it was pretty smart to bring her uh so the ladies they're back at lunch and they're talking about their wines and Sweetie talks about how she brought liquor apparently so then they're all just kind of passing around the flask and drinking during Toya's meeting and then Toya wants to actually help people know how to properly drink wine. So she doesn't only want to make the wine. She wants it to be when you buy her wine, you know how to hold the glass. You know what, uh, what wine to drink with what, what pairings with food, all that good stuff. And I think that's really smart of her. She's branching out. She's not just sticking to doing one thing when it comes to her business. So that's pretty smart on her. And I just think, I think Toya is going to thrive in this. But we then go and we see the husbands. They're meeting. I Okay, I originally thought this was like golf or something. But what is this game where you're just throwing the ball? I should have paid attention to what they were they wrote on the bottom of the screen. But anyways, it kind of looks a little boring. But I mean, uh, they did get drinks. So I don't know. We'll see. But okay. So uh, the men all come. They dab each other up. They order drinks. And Eugene... So he asks Alicia's husband how it feels to be without his wife. And apparently this is actually his first time alone, guys, without the kids. And the men look at him like, uh, how old are your kids? And he explains one of them is five and the other one is one. And the men were like, whoa, we've been staying at home with our kids since they were infants, since they were babies. If our wives need to go somewhere. I, I kind of loved how they threw him under the bus like that. Like, yes, let a man help you out at home sometimes. It's not just all on the mom. You're the father, too. They're your babies. Why, why do some men act like they don't know what to do with children? Okay, there are some single fathers out there. If they can do it, I'd, a husband with a wife can do it easily too. But they ask, um, what is it? Oh, so basically Eugene just tells them that, why do you say Eugene? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, sorry guys, I keep getting confused with my notes sometimes. But Eugene tells the men that Toy actually told them about the ladies had a coming to Jesus moment and they weren't interested in their friendship with Quad. The, some of the men seemed shocked, some of them didn't because obviously their wives would have called them and told them about it. But they all actually seemed pretty relieved because these men, in the back of their mind, they're like, Quad's gonna come after all of our marriages at some point and we really don't want to deal with the repercussions. So we're glad our wives are not talking to them. Or talking to her. Um, and so, how do I say his name? Cecil, yes. So Cecil says that he's actually pretty, this is weird, in the confessional, he says he's disappointed because he says Simone and Quad have a lot of love for one another. I could see that, but Simone stayed entirely quiet for that confessional. It's like, I'm not agreeing with you, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start an issue right here in a confessional. Because uh, Simone seemed really done with Quad at that point too. So we see Dr. Jean. He says he just doesn't want anyone's friend group ripped out of them but at the same time hell yeah he's really happy he does not want sweet tea to hear anything so that she doesn't change the way that sweet tea thinks or you know talks about g in his past even though i still think he's doing the same thing he did when he was with quad but now we're back to the ladies and they're actually going to dinner now and they actually booked the entire restaurant just for them 
That's pretty cool. And Toy says that she had put owning or working in the wine industry in her on her vision board, and now it's actually coming true. And I've been really wanting to start a vision board, so... I just, where am I going to get the specific pictures of things that I'm trying to do? I can't find those in magazines. But Simone says that she's been envisioning working on her marriage with Cecil. And she says that most of her fights with her husband have been very petty. So she actually wants to work on that. And then Heveline goes in and she says that she says, she says things that she shouldn't have. And all the ladies roll their eyes because they just see Heavenly. She goes overboard all the time with her comments. And I mean, Heavenly hasn't just been on one season. She's been on a bunch of seasons to where she's watched herself back and she still hasn't changed. So they're like, Heavenly, you know what you're saying. Stop acting like you feel guilty every time you say those things or make certain comments. But... And then Alicia gets to talk and she actually talks about how her husband grew up very different from her. Her husband, he's Nigerian. He grew up with helpers, drivers, cooks, uh, gardeners, everything. They, he was taken care of. He was pampered, everything. And basically, she grew up with a single mom and she had to learn how to be independent. She helped her mom out and she wants to learn to be more submissive. She, okay, I was actually shocked when she said this because this is really it made me feel bad for her husband. She says that her husband is the head of the household and she's the net because he takes care of her and she says that she would take out a hammer and the and the hard stuff and then tell her husband he isn't a man and I feel like we need more context with this what does she mean like does she just start doing man's work in the house and she looks up at her husband while doing it being like oh you're not a man like what is that even if you know how to do it I don't care if I can fix a toilet or do the plumbing I will for sure let my man do it and if I can do it I'm not gonna look at him and be like hey you're not a man and continue doing no either I'm just gonna choose not to do it or I'll do it if he's busy and I won't make a comment about it and if you are gonna make a comment about it then don't do it why are you making your husband feel so bad this is that's just gross behavior I still don't know her that much yet so I still don't have an opinion on her but from what the ladies have said let me let's get into what the ladies think of Alicia because this really tells a lot So Simone says that when she sees them together, all Alicia does is smile at her husband and she very much listens to him. But when her husband isn't around, she's very opinionated and she's outspoken. And so Simone says that she knows when Alicia's with her husband, she's putting on an act for the people. And ooh, girl, Alicia, you've already been read. Sorry. And so they told Alicia to work on it. And basically like what she says to her husband is not okay. And Alicia seems like she noted that. I hope. We'll see. I hope they start showing more of her home life and she becomes a main cast member. And Simone says how women are wired differently and we will never think similarly to men. You just have to accept it. You have to work your way around it. And they do as well. So now the ladies ask Phaedra about her boyfriend, Dr. O. And Phaedra just says that they broke up and she has a new man now. Okay, just keep lying, Phaedra. I don't believe it. I I feel like production's letting her get away with it, obviously, because they want her on Married to Medicine. But I just feel like Phaedra still fits in better with Atlanta. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe one day she'll get a real doctor or boyfriend. I don't see her being with anyone since Apollo, only because Phaedra herself seems extremely picky. So I don't even know what Phaedra wants. After being with Apollo, she better be picky. She went for, she went for a man who was not able to pay his own bills. But okay. So that was the end of Married to Medicine. Not much happened there. Pretty short recap. So I think now we will get into Potomac. I'm just trying to pull up my notes so I know where we are. And then I don't have to get so confused. Let's see. All right. So this is uh, Real Housewife Potomac, Season 8, Episode 7. The title was Don't Rock the Boat. And so we're actually continuing where we left off. 
which is them in the car, the ladies in the car on their way to the chicken ship bingo. And Robin is still crying and she says that she's been speaking for her husband and she doesn't like how Candace is blaming Robin for her husband losing his job. But I feel like Candace is a little right because Robin, the legal system is dirty. They will take any advantage to find anything that you say to use it against you. How do you not realize this? Why? Like, I mean, Robin's the only stupid person on Housewives who would sit there and just talk about some legal issue that wasn't resolved at the moment yet. But Wendy tells Robin that she understands how it feels to have your family member be maligned. And Robin says how everyone else's husband is always talking badly about everyone else. And she basically, she's insinuating on Chris because then Wendy jumps in. She was like, Eddie's never said anything bad about your family. He never will. And Candace says that her husband did this because everyone else was spreading a false narrative on Chris. So, of course, he retaliated and he tried to clear his name. So, he went on a couple podcasts they show the brav bros podcast which i love listening to them they're one of my favorites and candace just tells robin that it's also because she looked complacent in giselle with when it came to giselle's comments and allegations against chris and robin tells candace that if she feels that way about her then they shouldn't even be talking and they're not friends and then we see robin say in her confessional that it's very clear who her friend is who her friends are and who aren't and who's enjoying watching her downfall but like I don't think Robin gets that all these reactions to her behavior of la- like it's it's because of what happened last year. It's not even last year. It was a few months before this from when they air they f- taped this. So Robin, I mean, you hid your entire life from the show, from your friends, from the cast, like from everything, and then you were making their storylines look worse and worse. But you had some things that you were hiding. So of course they're gonna hold some animosity towards you, and they're not gonna feel great. Okay, so you kind of have to like you have to accept that this season they're gonna be attacking you. Okay, if you can make it through this season, you can make it through another one after. So they then make it to the chicken ship bingo, where a, a, apparently how it works is you pay for a chicken, and then you see where the it keeps landing, and so. It's, they just keep putting the chicken in it and he poops on a number whatever number the chicken lands on uh you put your little you fill up the number on your sheet it didn't even seem like the ladies played the, the entire time they were here so Giselle's actually questioning why Robin's crying because Robin just won't stop crying and Robin explains what Candace said about Robin being the reason that Juan was fired and then we see Candace crying guys Candace is bawling she's crying more than Robin at this point and Giselle says that can't Giselle tells Robin Candace needs to apologize to you and then Ashley and Giselle are just very annoyed at this point because Candace is crying and then Mia's saying that Candace is making it about her and then Wendy goes off on Mia so everyone there's like a big divide here and I feel like Nick is the only one who's kind of in the middle and then Candace just have a full-on mental breakdown guys full-on it's like as if she was the one attacked in the car and like where is this coming from I get it you feel bad for her but even if I feel bad for someone I would not cry this much okay but Candace explains she's crying because it hurts to see Robin crying and she doesn't she doesn't know why she doesn't even get it she says all she wants to do is be there for her but she can't and so Ashley says Candace is crying is too handy and too accessible and that this isn't the Oscars she's right on that one I hate I hate siding with Ashley in some things but I will hear and Robin leaves and she goes outside to sit alone. Mia follows her. And then we hear Wendy make her little side comments saying, uh, what was she saying? She was kind of pointing out like, kind of insinuating how I took it is that she, she knows Mia just wants more screen time. So it's like, go, go kiss her ass, you know? 
So she goes out. She sits on the sidewalk like a weirdo. And Robin says that Juan being fired, it's like a part of him has been gone. And this is a sensitive and emotional situation for them as a family. And Robin says that, um, not Robin, sorry, the waitress brings chicken over to the ladies to pet it. And they're actually freaking out. Ashley comes up and pets it a bit, but then she gets startled right away. And then they, the lady tells them that the chicken's name is Killer. Why would you name a chicken that? And why would you tell, why would you name a chicken that at a restaurant? And then go tell people that. That's so weird. But Karen lies and says that she's allergic to chickens. Karen, no, you're not. Just say you're grossed out by it and move on. And then Ashley goes to watch the chickens shit for bingo. While Giselle then goes outside to comfort Robin. And Giselle tells me how strong Robin is. And how she just keeps everything inside. So this is her kind of imploding with everything she's been carrying around. And then Candace explains. We go back inside. And Candace explains uh, Giselle's allegations had a grave effect on her marriage and her mental health. And that it's just not possible for her to have a true and honest real friendship with someone who's also friends with Giselle. And Candace, she's still crying. I don't know why. I mean, we're like 15 minutes into the episode at this point and she's still crying. Like, what am I watching? Pull yourself together, please. Okay? Pull yourself together. So Karen tells Candace to not let anyone manipulate their situation against her, which she's kind of right. Like, Robin did that to herself and now Robin wants everyone to feel bad for her, which I don't know how Robin was kind of manipulating her by making Candace feel bad for just a little comment that Candace was given to Robin. It wasn't even malicious. I feel like Candace said it out of telling Robin to watch out and be careful of what you're saying on camera, but also show your life, you know? And Robin starts walking away and just Giselle tells him to go call an Uber and they're going to go back to the hotel. So Mia, Giselle, and Robin go back to the hotel and we go back inside and Karen is saying how Candace is saying what we're all thinking at this point. So you can't really fault her for it. Candace is happy that Robin is caught up in her feelings because she, for once, feels like this is Robin being open. And she knows that this whole thing is hurting Robin, but it's also hurting Candace to see her hurt. So, I mean, it's because Candace knows that what she's doing is making Robin more aware, even slowly, even if Robin is still with Juan. She is showing her... There's more out there. Just be honest. This is how you truly feel. You're lying about how you're really feeling. So, I don't know. I I have a soft spot for Candace, guys. I know she overdoes it a lot, but it, seeing Candace being very iced out this season, it's, it's not really a good look. So, Ashley spots this man, guys, who she says is the black Chris Bassett. And then the producers go and put a side-by-side -side of them, and literally, they look like they could be related. And then we see at the end, before we go to the next scene, Wendy convincing a knight, uh, a countryman, to buy her a ticket for a chicken. And she just, uh, she starts dancing like a weirdo. Everything Wendy does, guys, is so cringe. It's weird. I don't like to see it. So let's move on. So it's the next day. The girls are getting ready in their rooms for their outings, calling their husbands, doing all that good stuff. And then we see Giselle. She comes into Karen's room. She goes, happy birthday to you she sings for her she slaps her booty and she just tells Karen she's excited for her triple 20 because Karen refuses to say that she's turning 60 years old and Giselle actually comes out with some treats she brings Karen a champagne bottle a pack of M&Ms and a Snickers bar literally everything that's in the little hotel mini mart or the little store that they have at the bottom at the lobby she wouldn't even put an effort to get Karen something so Giselle says that Karen does not want to celebrate her birthday with any of these ladies. Like Austin is the last place Karen wants to be for her birthday. 
And they just show flashbacks of the previous seasons with all the cheating rumors coming out of Karen, the ladies going off on her, trying to make her look bad. So obviously Karen has some sort of PTSD from being around these ladies on her special day. And then Giselle gets serious. She sits down with Karen to discuss how she will never be okay with Candace and she doesn't want Karen to keep trying to mend their friendship or relationship because it's, it's never going to happen. They're not going to resolve anything. So we see Giselle. She's explaining. There was no moving forward with her for me because last year, the narrative that she put forth as it relates to I to me treating people differently based on the color of their skin, which is completely horrible and disgusting. It's caused 100 it's caused hundreds of death threats and her position is always, "Oh, I get death threats too." And listen, I am not black to understand the colorism in that but as a Middle Eastern, I do I understand in the fact that they're like when I go back to the Middle East, girls Arab girls who are whiter skin toned have colored eyes and are blonde are usually like treated a little better than let's say me a girl with tan skin dark hair whatever or when it comes to marriage a lot of arab guys would love going for the lighter girls or the blonder girls or the girls with at least a colored colored eyes if you have dark hair you know they want that they want the whiteness in their family and i just personally feel like with the days that we are in right now i feel like we all us as like girl girl on girl together and stuff we don't really treat each other that we don't really look at it like that but I do sometimes feel it from some people you know but not really but also I'm not black so obviously for black people it's gonna be it's gonna be different there's 100% colorism okay I just don't feel like Giselle maybe was and see that's all I'm gonna say to it because I do believe there's colorism it's just I don't know if it's in this case scenario you know I feel like Giselle didn't deserve that much backlash and I just hope something can get resolved from it. But yeah, that, that's that's what I'm going to say. I really, I don't want to be problematic or anything because it definitely exists. It exists in every culture and race. Like even with Asians, you know, how a certain countries view themselves higher than other ones. Like I'm assuming what, like China, Korea, Japan, they view themselves in a higher status than, uh, you know, I'm not even going to get it. I'm not going to get into that because every literally every group uh same with hispanics okay maybe i will kind of get into it i hear a lot how you know like spain and honestly no we're not going to get into it you know what am i doing <laughs> um let's just put it like this every cultural group they always make it feel they make you feel like the lighter people in that group have more of an advantage or are the more attractive ones or get married first or get all of these benefits that the darker ones in that culture do not like i said like with middle easterns we have it too. Hispanics have it too. They have the people in the lighter countries, the lighter Hispanics, the darker Hispanics. Same with black people, same with Asian people, same with Indian people. Indian people go through it too. There's the lighter Indians and there's the darker Indians. And, you know, it's it's in every culture and every, like, country. You just have to know, you know, you have to know not to treat people that way. We just need to remember, honestly, we are all the same. Okay, I'm done with this topic because I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't think I would be saying anything wrong. But with this whole cancel culture, I just worry, guys. I, I worry, okay? Okay, let's get out of that. Let's get back into this. So, and Giselle ends up saying that for the safety of her and her kids, Candace has crossed a line with her that she will never go back to. She will never get back ever again. The friendship is done and ruined. And Karen responds with, uh, that she very much understands her because she also has a brown skin girl. And Karen actually got some backlash as well from people, it seems, for the colorism stuff. So we then go to Mia. She's FaceTiming Gordon. 
And he tells her that he's actually moving forward with the lawsuit against his family. And Mia's very much against it. Or so she says. Like, she makes it seem like on camera she doesn't care about the money and they don't need it and stuff. When in reality, all she cares about is the money. I mean, she married Gordon for his money. So who is she playing with? She's not She's not messing with me. But let me take a sip of water. I have not drank water this entire time. It really dries my mouth. But so now we're at the kayaking. And also not much really happened here. But Giselle actually asked NECA to switch when they're in the car so that Robin could be more comfortable and she could be with uh, Giselle and Ashley. And then Karen says that she will not be joining the ladies kayaking because she can't swim and she will sit on the sidelines. And Al... Uh, Ashley actually confirms the chances of the kayak capsizing is very little, but Karen is still not convinced. She just, she doesn't want to take it. So Mia apparently had brought a bottle of wine with her to this, which is weird. I mean, could you not just do something without liquor for a little bit? I don't know. And then the ladies continue. They try to convince Karen to join, but she doesn't. And then, okay, guys, I was so surprised when I saw this. So apparently Ashley says, I thought Karen is supposed to be physically active, parading around on the internet looking sexy. I thought she would have jumped on this opportunity to be in the water using her muscles. And then production is ruthless. They pull up an Instagram photo of Karen, guys. A photo, Karen photoshops her pictures on Instagram. Not just Photoshop, she changes her body. She puts, she adds abs in there. She flattens her stomach out. She makes her waist so tiny and then thins out her booty. I was dying at this. I was on the floor. I, <laughs> did Karen give him that picture? Or did Ashley screenshot it and send it to production? It has to be one of them. Or maybe producers screenshot it themselves because their accounts are public. But we see the ladies are having fun kayaking. Ashley's on one by herself and then Candace is on one by herself. But I feel like Ashley's actually doing the best in this. And she jokes around saying she wants to get her certification and whatever it is. Is it a kayaking certification or does it have to do something with water? But then we see Candace actually sits with Karen a bit before she gets in the water. And she tells her how the day before it was actually a lot for her. But then we go and we see uh, Giselle and Robin talking simultaneously. That now Robin tells Giselle she has to call Juan and tell him all about this. And I can just hear the fear in Robin's voice, guys. When she says this, because she knows that Juan is just going to go off on her. He's not going to be understanding. He's not going to be that husband that tries to calm her down when she's in a situation like this. No, he is going to just blame it on Robin. He's going to make her feel bad for her and gaslight her. And that's exactly what we're going to see at the end of the episode. So then we go back to Candace, and she just thanks Karen for being there for her. They kind of made it seem like Candace was going to tell Karen something that she was annoyed of her or maybe spill something, but that did not end up happening. But then, uh, let's see, let's see. So we go back to Robin and Giselle, and Robin explains that Juan doesn't understand what Robin is going through and defending all of his missteps. Okay, Robin, if you are noticing that Juan doesn't appreciate you for this, why are you still with him? Why are you still with him? This is your answer. Every woman wants a man who's going to be there for them, defend them, especially when you're defending his honor. He better be on his hands, knees, and toes, begging for you, kissing your feet, and just hoping that he never does it again. And then Candace... Uh, not Candace, Karen tells Candace that she feels the chicken chip bingo was rigged because Karen actually lived on a farm and their chickens would poop all the time. So these chickens were constipated is what she assumes, which I, would, I wouldn't be surprised because then it would make the that restaurant or whatever it was so dirty if they were doing it all the time. But Mia says that she actually likes physical activity. Do we believe this? I rolled my eyes when she said that. And Mia's just laying there. She's actually laid back and drinking her bottle of wine while NECA's rowing the boat. And then we see Karen said that 
it was her if it was her choice she would be spending her birthday out of the country not in austin and not with these ladies and then karen just uh on their way back to the hotel she talks about buying a part of her family's property and she thinks about her legacy and when it comes back to a black family owning a plantation which she's so proud of and i'm so happy that karen's family is able to own one and you know they're just doing things for the next generation for their family i really appreciate that about her so now we're in the final scene and this is Robin back in her hotel room going to call Juan to uh, tell him about what the ladies are saying about her and him. And so Robin explains that they're actually still doing well financially because Juan had 15 months left on his contract. So he gets paid until this time is completed. She just hopes he finds a job before then. And Robin calls Juan. She starts out talking about their insurance and their uh, prescription medications and all that stuff. And she just tells them then about what the ladies are saying and how... She, they're putting the blame on Robin for also getting Juan fired because of what she said by defending him. And he just starts yelling at Robin, guys. He goes, Robin, why? Why, why, why? Why are you feeding into this? I can't listen to this anymore. It's so ridiculous. It's blowing out of proportion. And Robin's crying. at the, Like, I felt so bad for Robin, guys. And she just tells him, she's like, I'm not feeding into this. And he just keeps repeating. He goes, well, stop getting emotional. This is how you're feeding into it. You're getting emotional. This is not their life. It's our life. And she shouldn't keep, like, he just keeps saying, like, you shouldn't keep allowing these women to get in your head. And Robin just keeps crying. And her voice is breaking, guys. And I just, I feel so much sympathy for her. I mean, he was her first everything she was with him since high school. He didn't have a family, so her family took him in. It's not something... She's, like, trauma-bonded by him, okay? And he hangs up the phone in her face, guys. He hung that phone up. And that's where we live, leave off with this episode. So it looks like we won't be getting a Potomac episode for a while. They showed the mid-season trailer. And, guys, that was so, like, bland. So is nothing going to happen the rest of this season? What kind of season is this? Potomac is usually what I look forward to, so I'm kind of really upset. But let's hope something happens that maybe wasn't shown in the trailer. All we can do is hope. But anyways, thank you for, so much for sticking around and listening to my recaps. I know it was a little short, but you know not much happened. Don't forget to follow, rate, review. Leave me uh, your opinions on this so I can fix what I need to. I hope you guys have a great rest of your winter break, holiday break, and Christmas, and New Year's as well. Have a great day, guys. We are signing off. Oh, really?